the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the club. We are here for our first official gathering of the club. Yep. Where uh, we, last time was just a practice run. Just a, just an attempt on it. No, this is the first attempt. We're giving you Stargate this week. Uh, I'm Josh. Uh, over there's Eric. Yo. Sabrina's here. Sup. And we are going to talk about Roland Emmerich's classic film. Let's talk about it. Well, I mean, we will talk about it in a little bit. Um where we will get into uh, get into all the details of that. Uh, but yes, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. This is a gathering of like-minded, I hate the term millennial types, but we kind of are. Uh, yeah, uh, my birthday was like a week ago, so I'm 27. Ooh, yeah, you're definitely in that span. I'm the I'm the I'm I'm on that like bridge of it of just like am I Generation X or am I millennial? It's like regardless. It's Wait, what day is your birthday? The seventh. Oh, mine's the ninth. Oh, all of our birthdays Happy are birthday like within the span too. of a week. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, we're all growing old and dying like slowly <laughs> and all within the same We're span not regrowing as many cells that are useful and more cells that are less useful. I think we mentioned it during the the zero episode, but like how long like I think that 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 uh, dad joke gene is flipping. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're just like puns are awesome. Mhm. <laughs> just hear a whole bunch of puns and you just go like, "Ah, oh, it's amazing." It's, yeah. Um, Whatever will make people roll, like you know suffer some sort of ocular like strain <laughs> from rolling their eyes. Yeah, just know that somebody out there is just you know you're causing someone great pain of just like ah. Uh, but yes, uh, welcome back to the club this week. Um, we actually have a little bit of a of a, a fun thing we're going to do. Uh, I went to the local grocery store and I picked up a treat, a treat from the past that I had not had. In many an ages. See, you say that though, like this was some sort of archaeological find. Like it you, felt like it. You can get these. Like you, have, we we all have jobs and like incomes. Like we can go buy these whenever so, we want. So these are fruit gushers. Yeah. Uh, they only came in a pack of way too many. Like it came in a twenty-four pack, and I was like, "This seems like a few too many gushers." Nah, that seems about right. So uh, if I was a kid, like. Oh, like, yeah, I could easily polish off a box of these. Okay, so I'm checking. I think all of my, my entire bag is red. Like, I don't think there's a green in No, my entire bag is all red. Oh, I got colors. I got red and orange. There's a blue one oh, in look there. Look at that. Just all red. So, yeah, um, they, they, they feel, like, nice and waxy. <laughs> Do they got that nice stickiness to them? Oh, God. <laughs> Josh yeah. hates them, apparently. No, I don't. I'm not a fan. Like, and I'm a fan of gummies. These are a little stale. <laughs> they were na- made in 1994, of oh. course. I don't think these are vintage guffers. I don't know. Let me see if they have a... Welcome they- to the Saturday Friends Club. Listen to listen to us making loud chewing noises into the microphone. Yeah, this is this is, oh, this is your no. best introduction to the show, as you get to hear Cause us. This is, this is what you want to hear when you're like driving to work, or, you know, I mean, this relaxing co- This quantifies as ASMR, right? I don't think these microphones are strong enough to do ASMR properly. I mean, we properly. could we could rink, we could crinkle plastic. Like, is that? And we speak softly in the microphones. No, you're supposed to whisper. Oh, whisper! All right. Whisper. Here's my tax deductions for the year. We're gonna. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's just the yeah, crinkle. All, yeah, all what of the heck all of Josh's investments. All reds too. What the frick? All reds. Oh, you got the cursed bags. Oh, no, this is awesome, because I think the red one's my favorite anyways. Favorite of these, like, plasticky weird gummies. I think they're supposed to be shaped like little gemstones or something, but they just come out with these weird, like, like red and orange potatoes. 
and they just kind of like leak as well all over your fingers. Eh. Yeah. But I've been spoiled on like adult tapioca gummies. Those aren't really meant for adults, but okay. No, they feel like they're adult candies. They feel like it's like, oh yeah, this is what I'm supposed to eat if I want to be a neglectful adult. See, I, re- I remember liking these, but like we talked about it before. My my thing were those uh, the gigantic sweet tarts. They're like the size of a silver dollar, and they came like a pack of four, like all like parallel with each other. Mm-hmm. Those were good. I think my candy growing up was a whatchamacallit. Which is just oh a, yeah. Which is just such an odd like candy bar of just like peanut butter and kind of wafery and you know chocolate covered. I don't know why I was just like really drawn to the Wachamacolic, and then I was like, oh, I found out what a Twix was, and this is way better. I like now and later's. Oh, that and Fig Newtons. Those are like a, those even even now those are a staple. Even though figs have bugs in them. So. I know, I know. One person in particular is just like, "Oh, there's bugs in it." It's like, no, it's the, the bug gets digested when it makes the fig. I hate to break it to you, if you eat any food that's red, it's almost certainly um, colored with carmine, which is made out of crushed beetles. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. This is some beetle gushers that I have here. Yeah, delicious beetle, you know, pe- beetle juice. Even a lot, a lot of a lot of places eat like just whole on bugs. I would be up for that. Like, if I could actually find a restaurant that actually did, like, bugs, like, and did it very well, I'd be so up for that. Okay, if we get 1,000 subscribers to this <laughs> podcast, we will go somewhere and eat some goddamn bugs. A bug restaurant. We were talking about this Even before. though this has nothing to do with, like, nostalgia, we will do it. I'll eat bugs. I don't care. We will, we will record it on YouTube and post it for everyone to see. Well, we were discussing this before the show. Like, you know, we were talking about insects, pet insects. Like, we could get to eat a tarantula. I don't know. I'll, I, I, I don't like. I would pet a tarantula. <laughs> I would not eat a tarantula. Uh, I I would do this. I would probably put down like. So we do have a Patreon for this, which you know we're, we're I'm I'm not. I haven't really started hucking around because you give know, us your money. Well, I mean that that's the hope. You know to to actually be able to get gear and pay for hosting and stuff like that. Um, but I I totally put up like, hey, if we can get five hundred dollars up there, I will totally like eat a raw <laughs> eat a live maggot or something. <sighs> Five hundred dollars. Uh, I do it. I don't know about m- grub worms. Maybe. maybe not a maggot. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting into. I'm just going like whatever this, it is. It will be live when it goes. This in is my actually mouth. very appropriate for this show because this is totally like the like schoolyard thing. Like, I'll give you a dollar <laughs> for eat that bug, <laughs> or, like, or eat that earthworm. Yeah. Uh, no, no. For me, it was putting snails in our underwear. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Hello. Putting snails in our underwear. I would never did it though. Wouldn't that just like wouldn't those just get instantly crushed? How does this work? Do you have to like walk around with it? No, you would just put it in for like a moment and be like, Oh, I have a snail in my underwear and then take it out. <laughs> Do you have to say like, Oh, hey guys, I got a snail in my underwear? No. <laughs> I mean I guess you could if you wanted to, but that's not part of the hey thing. Hey guys, check it out. Like, God, Carl is weird. He's not even getting paid for this. He's not even taking the challenge. He's just got him in his underwear as is. When you're a kid, you just do stuff just to do stuff. Like when I decided I was going to jump over my rocking horse from the couch and I thought I could jump far enough, but instead I landed on it really hard with my crotch. Uh And I'm not a guy, but it still hurts when you like get hit there really hard and well now you're a like olympian sh- like uh, show jumper right so it all worked out sure we'll go with that yeah, yeah okay yeah. 
Yeah. You know, the the pommel horse or whatever that is in the Olympics, just, you know, spin, spin, spin. No, we, yeah. No, he meant like actual horse, sh- horse show jumping. Horse show jump. Yeah, horse get with the program. show. I, well, I knew it was horse show jumping. I wanted to move it to, uh, uh, to, like gymnastics, gymnastics just that's like completely different I, or a gym- i'm aware it's completely a, like different yeah let's talk about gymkata <laughs> which that movie doesn't like ugh, we should do that movie just for the just because it's gymkata you're you're i know you're the king of like oh i found this awful movie we all should watch it <laughs> well i mean if we're talking about horses and gymnastics yeah and you know pommel horse fight scenes it, it's hard to beat that movie really delicious pommel horse scene uh all right well um tell you what let's um should we go ahead and jump straight into it should we start talking about actually begin the episode well i mean we've begun the episode we just you know just enjoying ourselves having a little schoolyard chat yeah now that we've all now that we've all gagged these things down (laughs) had god tastes like rubber mixed with like syrup uh all right well let's go ahead and do this uh we are going to talk a little bit about the movie that is Stargate Reach for the Button. Ah, you the, ruined that I one. I know. <laughs> oh, you blew it. Let's see. That's it. Pack it up. We're <laughs> getting out Show's of here. Show's over. The 1994 American science fiction adventure film released through Metro Goldwyn Mayer, MGM, uh, and created by Dean Delvin and Roland Emmerich. Ah, uh, yes. This, so this is, we're going to start right at the top, the Roland Emmerich movie. <laughs> so many good ones to choose from. Oh boy. <laughs> I well, you know, I haven't actually seen any other Roland Emmerich oh, movies. Oh, you have. Uh, well, I may what? Maybe. <laughs> you 100%. Okay. He's he's made a bunch of ubiquitous movies. Independence I, Day being the big one. Oh, okay, yeah. Then I've seen his. And uh if you hate yourself, uh the 1998 Godzilla. I did not see that one. That's probably on our list of must-sees. Very bad. Like, but it like, has baby Godzillas, yeah, so it's Sab- okay. Sabrina will defend this because there are like <laughs> Godzilla being apparently a male reptile, like lays eggs and gives birth to. Raptors. I'm pretty sure in that movie Godzilla is a girl. I, well, I well, maybe it's like an amphibian where it can change its sex at or will. Or it's a hermaphrodite. I, I either way, yeah, that's probably the least of that movie's problems. But I do like the fact that like it it has babies and they're just like raptors, like from Jurassic Park. They're still cute. I like raptors. I think I most like the fact that that Japan had like a giant Godzilla fight. Yeah, where they were, and they and they just completely destroyed that one in like five seconds. Yeah, Roland Emmerich did not make any friends with that movie, and uh, it's. I no no amount of cute dinosaurs can save that like shit heap of a movie. But you know what's not a shit heap of a movie? Stargate. Well, <laughs> hey, I I think you know <laughs> the reason that I chose this first off is because I believe this is in a wonderful encapsulation of everything that is the '90s movie experience. Yeah, no, I this is definitely a a pretty seminal pick. Uh, 
despite I'll, I'll get into it but yeah go ahead well i mean it's just it's it's a it's an action movie that you know has that's very much baked in the times of just like hey we're americans going out there and charting new worlds and you know setting order to the universe and you know all it takes is a super smart nerd and a and a and a, a gruff but you know somewhat heartfelt general like colonel and yeah so if, if you haven't seen this movie uh in in stargate uh, uh snake plissken teams up with ultron uh <laughs> and they they fight um i i what is the uh, uh jay davidson who is uh, who's the movie? Is raw in this movie, and then is the um, the character from the Crying Game, and like this actor got an Academy Award for that. Did the Crying Game? Did Stargate? And then it's like I'm done. He's apparently some model, but I could see he's a very pretty man. Well, I uh, without without getting too much into it, I'm sure that they picked him because like okay, this this is like another early '90s thing where it's like. He the villain is very like fey and very sp- very clearly supposed to be like this kind of like homo like homosexual stereotype like he's evil but he's like super gay it's um like they they're one hundred percent calling this it's like uh like uh what's his name from three hundred uh, Xerxes yeah yeah it's very Xerxes kind of performance except for the fact that the Gwauld are a parasitic race that just go into other people's bodies whoa nerd alert here yeah, dropping whoa. it hard here <laughs> of course they don't really get into that in the movie right but yeah. if you are a hardcore Stargate fan like Sabrina yes uh, Sabrina will be our, our is our resident like Stargate expert and, and that was kind of the, uh, the other reason that uh, decided that this would be a good one is that you know go back to see the movie but you know sabrina is very much an sg1 fan so you know a a fan of the original movie as well but definitely more of sg1 just because there's far more of it but but, but we really have to like emphasize that like this movie has to stand on its own and i have not seen sg1 at all so like i'm everything i know is being based off of this movie and not like a tv show that was made years afterwards so based off of that, what do you think of the TV show based off of the movie? Um, <laughs> two thumbs up. <laughs> um, yeah, I this yeah. Th- 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 I think that's just the, the the context we should put this in. So uh, my my like admission for this is I did not even know this movie existed until like a couple months ago. I forget how I found out. I was like, oh, there was a movie that that, that show was based on, and everyone I talked to is a Stargate fan. It's like, uh, no duh, like. <laughs> yeah so to uh to drop down into the basis the plot centers around the stargate an ancient ring-shaped device that creates a wormhole enabling travel to a similar device elsewhere in the universe the film's central plot explores the theory of extraterrestrial beings having an influence upon human civilization Ooh, yeah I, it's I, aliens yeah but the, but also not aliens i i think this movie um I think right right off the gate we should say that this movie like like you have seen this movie before even if you haven't seen it because they've used this plot in like everything it's the this same archetype so like it, it this is like this is Stargate but by way of Avatar by way of Dances with Wolves by way of Dune yeah it's it's the hey here's a bunch of people that go off into an unknown land well, and survive specifically and- it's a bunch of it's like a couple of white people who go off and have to save like this alien race from from like whatever that's going on so it's i think this is probably closest to but 
But, but it's not an alien race. They're yeah. people that were taken from Earth. <laughs> okay, so so uh, so people who are darker than the main characters, yes. But yes, not still, not a not but, a dark skin complexion person. But, well, okay, at all. Still, let's, let's for the reveal. They came from Earth, so it's not really an alien race. They're just on an alien planet. Yeah, that was also kind of it was like that 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 was an underwhelming element of it. it was like, ooh, you know, let's let's go to the alien world. It's like, no, it's just like space Egypt, and it's just space Egyptians. And it's yes. like, oh, it, I, that's that's a very that, like that still is like a weird one where it's like, okay, we unearth the portal, we go to this other world, and it's exactly like where we left. Including the people at the same. But it's people. got more moons. You saw them look up, and they saw moons. Now. Yeah, because the idea though is that you know the pyramids, it was aliens. Which is another that's one. where we that's that's where we got it from. Is because aliens came and they taught us how to make py- pyramids, or they s- enslaved us to enforce us to make pyramids. I want to know that this was what inspired the ancient aliens guy. Is that he watched this movie? He's like, what if it was aliens? No, 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 no. It was that that I think inspired the premise of the movie or the story because this is like a chicken this, and egg kind of thing. Well, no, this is oh, like a serious. This is a serious discussion that oh. people have had because a, a lot of people serious ser- discussion. A serious discussion. Okay. Quote, unquote. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> there were like, especially like for the Mayan temples and the Egyptian temples, for the longest time, people couldn't believe that this was something that we did on our own. Well, so there's a lot of pe- there. Well, I don't know about a lot, but there is certainly a group of people who believe that it was aliens. So that's why the whole ancient aliens documentary even exists. Yeah. I uh, no, I'm, this is like a thing that is in the cultural context, but I, I like, I mean, obviously like uh, aliens aside, I've always found that like, like really, is it really hard, so hard to believe that it's like, Ancient civilizations figured shit out. I mean, there wasn't a lot to do. They were bored. They couldn't Instagram. Well, like, we've, wow. We've, we've also I think seen... they were a little more concerned about surviving <laughs> than Instagram. I, I don't know. I think there's but after that, Instagram. I think, I think some of it is just that, like people, like there's some. There's got to be something where it's like people don't believe that ancient Egyptians could do anything right or something. Yeah, but you know, I, I mean, think there were. That's the thing, though. Like, we give, like, these ancient civilizations so little credit. I mean, it's like Romans already knew how to make concrete. In fact, their concrete was better than the concrete we have now, but well, we lost the recipe. They, they, the Romans are the first, the in the famous of the, like, wh- white Western solution mold of, like, take things other people have done and then, like, go the next step with it. Right. But, like, I mean, there were, there were like, giant civilizations in Africa that had crazy advances in technology and learning and then... No one believed that, and there were even, like, when during the South African apartheid, they, like, actively tried to cover up evidence of these ancient African civilizations because it didn't gel with their, like, racial superiority theories. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know if you know much about the history of South Africa, but it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, just so I you just know, know, we white people have done some shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew about the apartheid thing and how that whole issue, but I didn't know about them covering up, yeah. like... No, they were, they were, like, they were, uh threatening and bribing sci- like arch- uh, anthropologists and scientists to like smother their findings. What the fuck South Africa? Uh like <laughs> All right, we're starting the uh, the, the we're we're starting no, off you know early what? today. To be fair, <laughs> I know South Africans who also say what the fuck South Africa. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. well, I I am totally okay to for me to say <laughs> that. Despite what like neo Nazis na- nowadays might say South Africa is should we, doing should we, much better. Should we just take a hard stance, fuck South Africa, you know, just straight well, off? Well, <laughs> not like the country, more like I guess the government and the fact they've had well, it's 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 it, they they have difficulties now, but it's but, not as bad as it used to be, right? Well, yeah, know, no. Well, you know who also had difficulties? 
Kurt Russell as ja- Colonel oh. Jack O'Neill. This is, oh this is like yeah, getting getting back to the movie. This is like I think my biggest thing about this is this is a waste of a Kurt Russell. Like this is a off Russell Kurt Russell movie. <laughs> Kurt Russell plays a career U.S. Air Force Special Operations Airman who suffers a period period of suicidal depression after his son is accidentally shoots and kills himself with O'Neill's <laughs> oh, own can, pistol. Can we talk about that? Because that's like a that is a subplot that is like that feels like the it like oh shit we need to add this in in post because it's so like weird and clumsy because it's like they, they, they like uh, of course Kurt Russell is the like action hero like Air Force dude or whatever and like we need to call him out of retirement so we can do this like Stargate thing and they like they show him and he's like staring at this pistol and it's like <laughs> he's like looking at this picture of his son and then it's like they do this totally eighty yard scene later where like the two guys that are sent to fetch him are in the car and it's like a wide shot and so like it's clearly been eighty yard in like. Like well, you know, it's something about him, like oh, his son like shot himself or something with like with his gun, and it's like this is so weird, and they they touch on it, but it's so like added in. And there's that point like later on in the movie where there's the kid, and yeah, he's like, hey, fire, cool fire, and he reaches for the gun, and he's just like, no, yeah. Th- like, I, as I was saying, on this being a waste of a Kurt Russell is like this is not this role is not in Kurt Russell's wheelhouse because when I think of Kurt Russell, I'm thinking you know like Snake Plissken. Or, you know, we're in big trouble little China or something. And it's like he gets to be, like, kind of a cool, like, cocky, just, you know, one-liner, bam, 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 kind of, this kind of character like this. And he plays this, like, dour and restrained and just kind of, like, he's very wooden in this movie. Which is weird because, like, in the series, the character is totally a cocky smartass. Well, it's MacGyver. Yes, I know that. He, uh, he but makes, still, he, that is the character. Well, that's what the character becomes later. So the fact that they went with this dour guy, and then all of a sudden in the series, he goes back to being, you know, a cocky, yes. you know, motherfucker. Yes, yeah, spe- I mean, like, if they had Richard Dean Anderson for the movie, he could have found the seventh sign using, like, gum and paper clips. Okay, it is not the same character just because it's played by the same actor. <laughs> okay? Oh, boy. Let's just let's just get over that hump right there. <laughs> I've got a vacuum no, no, cleaner, a coat hanger. No, let's get the Stargate to work. Yes, he's MacGyver, but to me, Richard Dean Anderson will always be my Colonel O'Neill. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> always. My I've own had the time of my life. <laughs> my own personal private O'Neill. Actually, I think the people from the the series, or at least. Um, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, I think, got an honorary title from the military for oh representing, God. you know, what the fuck them in is a going on with our military? This, this sounds no, this is something they do. If they think someone does a pretty good job representing, you know, the U.S. military on TV, and especially for a long period of time, they will get an honorary title. Is this like being a Kentu- is this like being a Kentucky colonel to make really good chicken? I guess so. It's just an honorary title. It doesn't actually mean anything. I, I, I think guess, in the end. Th- it's like when you become a knight. It's not that now you're royalty. It's just it's an honorary title to show appreciation I, to that I person. I guess, but there's like it's, it's just like uh, you were in a movie that represented the U.S. military in a semi-positive light. Here's a like a t- here's like an honorary thing. Like what? Come on. I I don't know. I it's just something that I've noticed that everyone does. Like I said, like you get knights. You know, from the friggin' British people, so we the give Brit- them the honorary <laughs> military. Yeah. Well, let's see. So, so Colonel Jack O'Neill, uh, also to add to it, he's fully aware that he will likely not return from Earth, so he considers this a suicide mission. 
So to to add to that, my son's dead, so I might as well die too. Yeah. To add to the like, why is Kurt Russell doing this role? Right. We, I mean, very late in the movie, you see a little bit of Kurt Russell peek through, and he he does some like there's some winking and there's some one liners. Yeah. But it's it's very late in the movie, so I I was about halfway into this movie and just like, God, poor Kurt Russell. This is like not. This is, like, not representing him well. And following up on that, Ultron himself, Mr. James Spader, is Dr. Daniel Jackson, Mm -hmm. an archaeologist and linguist who finds little acceptance of his theory that the Great Pyramids of Giza was not built by the pharaohs of the Fourth Dynasty. Actor James Spader was intrigued by the script because he found it awful, but he accepted the role for money. Oh, yeah. Let's, like, precious baby artiste (laughs) James Spader. Like, oh God. I I believe uh, I can his find ca- the quote. His character is super annoying. Like, I hated him in this movie. Well, he was he was pretty much the Mary Sue of just like, hey, I can do I can kind of figure out everything. Oh, you guys have been working on this for years. All right. Let me see. Here's how everything, you know, is bullshit. Uh, yeah. I, this kind of touches on something that like this is a Roland Emmerich classic. And which why I found this movie like disappointing in certain aspects, which is like. Independence Day has is this, you know, it's a ridiculous, like, totally cheesy sci-fi movie, but it's got that, like, there's a cool, like, sci-fi build-up, and there's some mystery, it's like, ooh, what's gonna happen? And this movie, like, goes so fast through that, like, it's a half hour into the movie, and he's stepping in through a Stargate, and it's like, there was no suspense, or there's very little, and they, like, they breeze through it real quick. Yeah, at the very beginning is a lot of just, like, oh, we need to figure out this, you know, we've already solved every single puzzle that's necessary, we're just stumbling on this one yeah, piece, that was and then it's just like, alright, walk through this bubble thing. Oh, by the way, it's all set up. <laughs> I, I like the opening scene where it's, like, they just cut, it's, 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 it, it, it is the scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, the dig, and they just, like, pan over, and there's a separate, like, dig right next to them unearthing the Stargate. And it's like, there's that, and it, like, straight into James Bader, like, oh, we need to take you to, like, the like the Cheyenne Mountain base and do some stuff for us. Now, and what about that, like, uh, that the scene in the very beginning with James Spader where it's just like, I'm going to make you stand out in this pouring rain for a while. Yeah, or, like, he opens the note in the rain, like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, go was... inside, there's a door ten feet away, yeah. <laughs> just go indoors. Just do, just do that, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, but uh, James Spader admitted that he did the film for money and found the script to be awful. He said, acting for me is a passion, but it's also a job, and I've always approached it as such. I have a certain manual laborist view of acting. There is no shame in taking a film because you need some fucking money. And it shows, James Spader. <laughs> Still, I mean, I I enjoyed the film for the fact... Uh, it's it's one of those, like, I can enjoy it for the gravitas. Yes. Uh, no, that's actually something I, I, I kind of... Bagged in the movie early. I did not dislike watching this movie. It was just like, there's a lot of aspects. I think it's the, safe to say this movie has a lot of just fucking dumb moments in it that were just like very painful, especially in retrospect. Like, oh, yeah. Like when is this ever acceptable? Come on. Like an entire squad of Marines just getting beaten by people with long oh, well, sticks. Well, okay, not even going into that, but just <laughs> like there are so many cliches in this movie, and I think they were still, were they still fresh back then? Because now it's like, Oh, like, Jesus Christ. This is so bad. Yeah, James Spader learning a new language, like, overnight. James, well, he's like, I kind of know Egyptian, even though I've never heard it spoken. You just need to learn the vowels. Like, like, that's not how it works. (laughs) Not how it works. And also just, there's just so many cliches. Anything where it's, like, modern modern technology being presented to these primitive natives, and he, like, 
gives them a candy bar and he like he meets that like dark crystal monster out in the desert and mm-hmm. it, like licks him awake and it's like oh come on this is this is dumb which was funny to find out that there's is actually like a doll and a dog that was like the costume for the Daniel getting dragged scene. Oh, I thought I, I thought it was like a pony or something. No, no, it was a horse. Well, it was a horse for oh, okay. the scenes where it was standing still, but in any scene that it was running, it was actually a, a dog, and they had a small puppet that they actually dragged <laughs> through the sand. Oh, that's funny. And they okay. did that from a distance, so it looked like a life-size body. But yeah, if they, they couldn't get the horses to run because, I, I should mention this, they did this in Arizona in the dead of summer yes. because they they wanted these particular dunes, but the dunes are like highly regarded for dune buggy season. Yes, as I, I, I read about that too. Like This movie was a nightmare to make because it's like... Just people were passing out constantly. It's like 120 degrees, and they have to pay people to go out there and like brush the footprints off of the sand in between <laughs> takes like oh that sounds awful yeah that sounded like a real bad time but yeah they were just it was just the dead of summer the something like dead they were summer. had so many extras like they're like oh we had 400 extras and the next day we had like a hundred because they were just yeah that was pretty awful this yes yeah, so, so i just think back to it this movie is like has it's it's a very pre-independence day and it just kind of missed it just goes way too fast through the the interesting part and then it gets, and then it gets like super into the boring parts. It's like I think you could, I think you could edit this movie down significantly. Well, let's see. Uh, let's go through. Let's see. Um, now, Sabrina, you're gonna have to help me on this. Uh, Daniel's uh, w- turns into wife's name is Scara. Oh, no, the, oh yeah, Scara the, is the brother. The, the, the bro- Okay, sh- I think the son. Sha- so the so Shauri. The, Are they on the show? Sh- so the girl's name is Shari or Shari or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they have it as Shauri. Isn't it lucky for James Spader that like not only is the princess just immediately hot for him, but she's also like, it's like okay, well she's, she's an ancient not e- really a princess or what? She's like she's supposed to be an ancient Egyptian, but she's like ver- she's like not she's significantly less like complexion than the well, other people. She is well, the I... daughter of Kasuf, and Kasuf is the local live the local leader of the people living near the Stargate. Uh, I forgot so. his name. The guy who plays him, like Eric I've seen Gavari. him in a million things. Yeah, I've seen him in tons of stuff. He, he's like a perennial like you know a- ancillary character in a movie. Yeah, this movie was full of like, oh, I've seen that guy before, I've seen that guy before. Which, speaking of people we've seen before, well, the, the first acting debut of French, French Stewart. French Stewart. <laughs> As a the marine. Answer, the answer is onions. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Harry the Radios in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, like, seeing him, in the, he looks like a character, he looks like he's got a predator, like he's like, um, like kind of that, that shaved marine look and like fatigues and just like, oh my god, this is god, the, the general, like, other Marines <laughs> the in this movie. The most not-Marine person I can think of. The other Marines in this movie are so much just, like, the standard, like, 90s jock persona. Of oh, just like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, Daniel, if you can't figure out how to get through the game, we'll not through nerd, all your... You just fire up the Stargate or whatever. Like, you are on an alien planet. Like, why don't you just chill out? Because there is, like, shit we are not dealing with. Like, <laughs> Why don't you give this guy, like, a little uh, bit? We'll, like, we'll, a moment. We'll get to it in a second, but this is another one, like... I get really annoyed at movies that do not, that just gloss over the, like, you are on an alien planet that is completely <laughs> unknown, and the shit you are doing makes no sense. <laughs> well, it's time to knock over this guy's books in the middle of the desert, just, you know. 
He's our way to get out, but whatever. You, the, all of you should be, like, losing your minds because of how <laughs> crazy this is. And just, like, no, I'm going to go bully the nerd. Well, because the place looks like Arizona. Who cares? Well, and, uh, but that's the thing. is, I sympathize because James Spader, is, like, despite being like, supposed to be the sympathetic nerd character, is very hateable in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's my problem with him. All so, right. like, everyone is an asshole. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. So that's the basis. Before we go any further, Sabrina, is there anything you want to say about the movie? <laughs> Staring. I liked it. You liked it. <laughs> I, 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 I watched it. I'm like, okay, I've seen it now. I don't, I don't need to I watch mean, it again. I don't think it's as bad as like some people think it is, but... No, it's 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 like, I, I can see why this was super big when it came out, but in, in light of like, this is an early Emmerich movie. Right, no, I understand that. Like, comparison to Independence Day, it yeah. definitely does not match Independence Day. It's a bit below. Oh, yeah. But for me, it kind of matches... For me, it matches the tone and the style of the series that came after it. So I think it's a perfect precursor to the series. Right, right. Like, in the end... The actors they picked later, because, like, obviously Kurt Russell isn't in the series. We already talked about that. Richard Dean Anderson is. Um, But the guy that they picked to play Daniel actually was similar enough to the one in the movie, David Spader, that it wasn't that odd. And then the guy that plays Scar in the movie actually does end up being in the series. So that kind of helps with the transition as well. Right. Yeah. It's Yeah. I I can see. I, I totally see why people like this, because visually it's got that. Early 90s Emmerich, like, attention to de- de- detail, lots of practical effects, and, like, a lot of it still looks very good. Like, the, you know, Stargate's cool. Um, it was cool. How, watch, I saw, like, the making of documentary. They show you how they put the effect together. I always find, like, how they do practical effects are interesting. Um, I thought they actually pulled off the, the CGI, little, the few little bits that they used in this movie. Like well, it enough. holds up really yeah, well. Yeah, it actually looks pretty good. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like even the them talking about like, oh yeah, we had the 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 pyramid spaceship dumb thing, you know, just kind of slide open like this and go like, oh yeah, you could tell that, but you know, opposed to other CGI stuff from 1994 that does not hold yes, up. Yeah. Like, oh, this is um, the CGI in this is like way more subtle and looks better than like a lot of stuff that came up way later. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, and that's a Roland Emmerich thing. I think he was very big on practical effects. So like that's why Independence Day still looks really good because those are all models blowing yeah. up. Well, I mean, like for instance, the the Horus and the uh, Anubis masks. Like, yeah, yeah. I just love those. Yeah, those were cool, and they were, it was sad that like how they got used. Yeah, just very minimally and. Well, yeah, uh, and it. I mean, part of me is always disappointed when I watch the series because the the masks that they have in the movie are a lot more mechanical, a um, lot more like little bits that move. In the show, they have a more simple version that they use. It's not as, cr- you know, it still looks cool, but it doesn't do all the cool things. It doesn't go do the chook, 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 chook back. It kind of just, like, flips back in the series. Well, yeah, because that's, that's the CGI. And, like, yeah. in the mid-90s, they're not going to be doing lots of CGI for a TV show. No, I mean, they had to do some because the the portal, obviously, you have to do the CGI bit. But I think they took the sequence where they go through the wormhole in the movie, I think, is the same. Se- I'd have to look at them side by side. But right. they look so similar. I would swear they just took the one from the movie and used it in the series. Yeah. 
They yeah. likely did. They're just like, hey, we have we bought the rights for this, like, which is I, I, which yeah. is what they did. Like, guys. yeah, I would like like I understand like the, the reason they switched to a more simpler helmet in the like the series is because I understand why because they probably only had a couple that they used for the movie. So in the series, they had to make a lot more because there were a lot more of the guards. So of course you'd have to you like oh screw it we won't use that but. You know, I would be surprised if they didn't use the same Stargate in the movie that they had on the show. Like, they could reuse so much stuff from the movie, because otherwise it would be just be in some warehouse not being used. No one would even look at it. Sometimes they just get thrown out. <laughs> they're, they're in the warehouse from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just in one of the crates in the back. No, I'll just mix those two worlds together. That'd be pretty good. Well, I was Send like, Indiana Jones through the Stargate. That yeah, would be awesome. would have been better than the last movie. Um <laughs> No, no, I mean, like, I mean, that, that was the same thing is like the dig, the Nazi dig site from Raiders of the Lost Ark is just like, I think, I'm sure if you just panned over, like, the Stargate <laughs> dig site is just right over there. I want that comic. It's just like, oh, they were just right next to each other. Well, you know. Was anyone else disturbed by the, like, they find the Stargate and, like, quick, hoist it up. We, we know it stands up for some reason. Just hoist it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that, that part did bother me. I was like, who the hell, what kind of archaeologist does that? An archaeologist from the oh, 1920s. Uh, a, yeah, a British archaeologist from the 1920s. Like, the Indiana Jones archetype is is partially based on real archaeologists who would just show up and like wow this is cool just like fucking knock it off the walls or taking it back to like if you if you ever go to the british museum it's a museum of stuff they stole oh my god i bet yeah. archaeologists nowadays cringe at the way oh, they yeah. did it back then oh no it was awful because they just destroyed everything and they, oh. they lost all this stuff because they just cowboyed in it's like you go to the british museum they just like they just bandsawed the walls off of these temples in Babylon and places and just shipped it back to England. <laughs> it's because That's it's, terrible. It's because culturized people Lord. need to know of these things. And the only culturized people are in White Britain. White people, uh, yes. Britain, yes. <laughs> White people. Glad, glad, we're gonna, glad we established There's that. a theme we've got going here. And yet my ancestors ran away from England. <laughs> All the, everywhere but England. Well, they're lost. I mean, England is like is just hopping right now. <laughs> Doing the doing the Brexit, yeah, getting out of that, getting out of that EU. I think, uh, I think overall, like we were saying about this, the the thing that annoyed me most about this movie is how bad everyone is at their jobs. Like everyone's an idiot in this movie, and like, uh, was that was that supposed to be revealed that like the raw guards like helmets fold back and it's like oh, it's a person. Well, like, yeah, that's essentially they, they look what it 95% was. Ninety-five percent human. They're they're just like oiled up ripped dudes, and like their mask comes off, and it's like it is actually an oiled up ripped dude, and, like. <laughs> What was that like? They shoot it like it's a reveal, but it was like, yeah, no doy. Oh, it's well, also like you it's... can see their chiseled abs. Yeah, like, it's like what the, are the aliens also just like lifting, like they're just bodybuilders. I think I think the surprise was supposed to be like how human they appeared. Um, like, but like I said, the movie doesn't really go into the details on the gold. Um, Gazuntite. I'm like, I don't. Do they even call them the gold? I don't think the they movie? say it at all. I think that's all of the show. I think that's all fan fiction no it's not <laughs> but like no but okay okay but here's the thing if you remember in the movie when they're when um what is it Anub- anubis is talking is his You're name anubis ex- in the movie i mean ra is the main bad guy I think or ra okay so ra is jay sorry, davidson sorry in in the in sorry in the series there's so many of them I, right. it's hard for me to keep track so this one's ra okay so um, when he's talking about how, like, how these people came to be on that planet, 
when he talked, he explained to him how oh he was he was sick, he was dying. They um, found this planet, the they landed dump. there, and the bravest person came forward to him, and that's the person that he took over. You see a glimpse of him. He is not in a human. It's a humanoid body, but what you can see of him, you can tell it's not human. Yeah, whatever he's like it a, is. he's like an alien gray kind of thing. Well, not quite, but yeah, sort of the same idea. I, th- but he that scene infuriated, like the the, the 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 like clumsy exposition scene in the middle of the movie. That's another just ah oh, fuck you movie. Yeah, but you know he's like, trying to explain like how it happened, like how is it that these people that look like us are on this planet. And when you see him, you see that he does not look like a person. He looks like some other alien. And then he talks about how that human boy that came forward, he went into his body because he was his bo- he was dying. Yeah, Ra is like an alien, and he finds Egypt, and he's like, ah, these, I have a spaceship and are able to travel intergalactic distances, but my problems all be solved by these, like, primitive aliens on this, like, podunk planet. Well, because he saw something in them. He saw that they had the ability to become something more. And he was like, okay, these are, you know, even though this isn't as strong as the body I was in, the body I'm in is dying, and I can't fix it anymore. Because, you know, they have the sarcophaguses that are supposed to heal them, but it wasn't working on his body because he had been in that body for so long. So this is where you, you learn that Obviously, this is some sort of parasitic race because he said he took over that other boy's body, and that's the body he was in still after all these years, because this was, like, thousands of years ago. uh, Yeah, that kind of touches on one other thing that that always gets me also. is like, he's enslaved these people. He he brought them back to his planet to mine the, like, unobtainium or whatever it is that it's called on this planet. Yeah, so he took the form of a curious adolescent boy and then enslaved the people of Earth, then used the Stargate to send people from Earth to the other planet, and then the people of Earth rebelled and buried the Stargate. Yeah. I, uh, why does he need to have slaves? Like, you have, he has a spaceship the size of Rhode Island, and, well, like, he, he needs... can't mine... He can't do something to, like, mine... Make, can he make robots or something? But that's the thing. He, it's not just about like them digging, you know, in the mines digging up, you know, that stuff they needed to make. An obtainium, yes. Yeah, whatever the hell it's called <laughs> to make stuff for the spaceship or whatever and their weapons. It's more about this is a parasitic race that feels like it has to rule over everything. It's okay. about conquering. It's like how. You know, we had Im- when we were an imperialistic, you know, world oh boy, where white people needed to claim all these lands that didn't belong to them. I'm it's sort of fe- like that, basically. I'm feeling except, so guilty. Except for <laughs> them, it's planets. I mean, because think about it: if they're a parasite, they're going to spread all over the place and take over as much as they can, like a but, parasite. Okay, but I will establish that no, like almost none of this was established in the movie. Okay, but it's, it's hinted at when you learn that he was in another body, and then he said he yeah. took over another person's body yeah. because his old one was dying. He can, and he can go take naps in the make me better bed. So, it, well, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, this is all this is all established in the exhibition scene in which, like, uh, in which James Spader is like one hundred percent fucking the princess, and then is like, oh, I also translated all the walls. There you go. <laughs> It, he's so that like that's just such like an early '90s like they're on the planet not five minutes and he's and the princess is like ooh I gotta get with that like <laughs> looking at like weird blonde long haired James Spader with like 
two like radar dish sized glasses. Can't understand a word he it says. Was, just yeah, pointing. but okay. But you have to understand, she was basically given to him as an offering of sorts. Right. Well, this is another okay. Like um, more like aspects of this movie, which are just totally awesome. Just the like, yes, you just take my daughter, and he's like, no, no, I can't. But maybe I will. And then, but she's like into it. So it's like, she's a, she's like a sex slave, but it's okay because she's she's into it this time. <laughs> it makes I it mean, all right. he does say no, but then but then he she, says yes, and yeah. After after getting to know her, at least I mean, it's still not right, but you know, it's not back the worst. then women were considered a commodity. Right. So it kind of goes with it. Doesn't mean it's okay, but I, the, ancient civilizations, a well, lot of them did think this way about women. Yes. Up it, until like the 1800s. Even in through the 1900s, women were considered commodities. Yeah, I, I'm just like, it's it's a very like hacky like trope to throw into this movie. And, but it is like, like you were saying, it's John Carter, this is like, when, this is like the John Carter of Mars moment. Like, I give you the princess of Mars and she's like, ooh, yeah into it you're like a weird you're like a weird doofy human it's it's pretty much you know, the, if, the the, the uh, commander kurt or captain kirk situation if it was ju- okay <laughs> yeah kirk. but in this instance it's not just about sex like in the end they are they are technically married and she does play a bigger role later right. on i this like, oh god the, in the it, fan fiction yeah everything about this like anything to do with the like the natives of this planet is like just hacky and boring and the the whole sequence, they're in this like the Ewok village kind of thing. It's just like that. That's that's when I was like pausing, like looking down, like how much longer is this? Mm-hmm. Crap. All right. So so you had some uh, some parting thoughts before we we wrap up. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to hit at Eric? Oh, just as far as far as this movie. Yeah. Oh, just why were their lasers so slow? And why were <laughs> that's there, every movie? Why were there no canopies on like the raw like fighters? That really oh. That well, really bugged me. Well, you know the re- the the fighters themselves were actually uh, one of the one of the behind the scenes actually. They, they look like the they look like the um, uh, War of the Worlds. Well, what it was that that design for the fighter was actually going to be Ra's belt buckle. Oh, like okay. so, that was going to be his belt buckle design, and Roland Emmerich took it and just because Roland Emmerich's original design was like these weird boxy ships, like they they literally looked like you know hummers that would fly through the air like they were Ugh. ugly they were really bad and his reason was well i want them to look dumpy like that was that was literally like if, i want them everything to make sure else they... looks like looks weird and egyptian and like cool like that like no no they're they're fighters they will be big boxy things they will fly around yeah they were awful looking and then they just I... okay if they were in space it wouldn't matter what shape they are but since they were flying through the well, atmosphere in space, it did matter there's no canopy why would you like you just okay like... but they weren't in space yeah but like, it seems like on a space why would why would you have ships on your spaceship that only could go in the air that seems like an oversight yeah. so so that that design was going to be his belt buckle and Roland Emmerich took it and went like Right. Oh, this could be a fighter. I'm like, all right, cool. We don't have to build those stupid box things anymore. But I don't know, just parting thoughts. I'd say, like, I, I get why this movie was popular, and I think it was interesting the story of how it got to the show. They like sold the rights to it, and then it was like became popular, and, like, and then the original writer's like, well, wait, but I like that, and well, he sold the rights. But it, I, I like this. I think this is like you were saying. This is a good introduction to the '90s. Like, this is what 100. percent I'm just the weird exception as usual, but. I'm sure a lot of people saw this as kids and like, like, oh, this movie's awesome. I mean, if you imagine them trying to redo this movie now, it's like a billion more explosions. It'd be way more like Inception, like, bombs. It'd just be like, oh my god, we gotta get back to the Stargate. 
yeah, it's yeah. The the nuclear device annoyed me. Cause, oh like, God, yeah. Like every like that's something that they never portray in movies. It's very strange. Like the nuclear device is always like a tube with like an LED panel on it, and you have to like fiddle with it. And it's like what? <laughs> what? Ugh. That's not how nukes work. Oh, this movie also. I wanted to say as far as like weird actors everyone's seen in it. This movie has uh, Richard Kind in it. He's the like Cosby sweater wearing like doofus like scientist at the facility on Earth. Mm. Like. Oh yeah, he's he's another guy like like the uh, like what's his name? He's in like a whole bunch of stuff, and I always remember him. He's in that movie, um, it was a Mister Science Theater episode called Quest of the Delta Knights, and he is like the one. He's like the Magi, and he has this weird, like a uh, weird like like one on one scene with David Warner. That's like a very bizarre scene. Yeah, he he's most known for his uh, career. Uh, Mad About You, Spin City, Curb yeah. Your Enthusiasm, and Scrubs. He's on a bunch of TV shows. Oh, and Gotham and Inside Out. Yeah, he's he's like a perennial '90s TV actor, and it's like if, if if those listening, you have seen this guy before. Oh yeah, he's he's been all over the place, and he just he just shows up so James Spader can take a giant dump on him the whole time. I, uh, oh, that scene also bugged me. Where like they're having the meeting in this room, and like James Spader, like th- they're in this meeting room, and then he solves the puzzle, and they just like. Does he like fall backwards onto the button or something? And it like opens, and it's like, oh, this is like the control room overlooking the Stargate. I thought that they like went like, oh, he solved the puzzle. Let's go, and they just you know decided to open it and show him like, here's the bullshit we got behind here. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, it, that seems like a lot of that seems like a lot of work. But yeah, I think the the last thing I would want to talk about is just like the 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 movie is held up primarily like if it didn't have the the visual fidelity to it, like this movie would not hold up. And yeah, that is, is that yeah. is like the Stargate itself is like an amazing piece of technology, just in like a movie props way. Yeah, this this uh, this movie has good elements to it, and certainly like we were saying, the the, the visual design and everything looks great. And yeah, if this movie had like a, a shitty budget or like. Maybe not. Kurt, well, no. Kurt Russell doesn't. He sadly adds nothing to this movie. It's very sad. If if you could put someone else in Kurt, Kurt Russell's space, could could you imagine somebody from the '90s that would take that mantle? I just ugh, it, it, it. His character is very flat and boring in this movie. Could you imagine? Let's see. Um, what is it? Uh, new giant racist man. <laughs> That one, <laughs> that one enormous racist man I, that was super popular in the '80s. That I'm lo- missing his name now. Well, th- this this movie is just I like should, God. Well, the, the, yeah, I don't think anyone like this. Just the writing for this movie is very weak, especially by modern standards. But I like I get it. I get I, people who like this movie and like I get it. And, and it was fine to watch, but you know. I think it was a good 90s just popcorn movie that holds up despite the fact it's just kind of like your basic 90s plot. Yeah, it's 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 very like very fudgy and yeah. I it's you've seen this plot a million times. It's it's Avatar. All right. Well, you want to know who also has opinions about this movie? Oh, really? The internet. Oh, yeah. The internet has opinions. Uh this is do. from the IMDb message board. Uh this one titled Worst Soldiers Ever. I, I agree already. All right. Yeah, I love sure. how those guards with those giant cumbersome weapons can just ambush and knock each and every one of them out of that large, fairly open pillar room. Yeah, the, the, these guys react like frightened children. And, like, you guys are Marines. <laughs> and and also the alien, like, the, the primitive alien people, like, or not alien, humans, but whatever. The primitive people, they figure out, they figure out, like, an MP5 very quickly. Like, all those times, and there's a scene where, like, they're firing them, and it's like, 
there's like no recoil. Like that thing would go flying out of your hand if you're just holding it in one hand. Like ah, da, 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 da. like that. Yeah, that that annoyed me. And yeah, the the French Stewart, very poor soldier. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't even have the build of someone who went through like. He's he's such a training. weird actor. His his voice is strange. His weird like squintiness. I'm the only squinty. The only only guy who's as squinty is Patrick Warburton. And he was playing like basically the bully of the group, and I'm like, that guy would get his ass kicked all the time if it's he tried to bully French people. Stewart. Yeah. Exactly. Hey. hey. Yeah, it's, it's it's he's not he's not like snidely whiplash. I, I don't know. He just it's he, hard he to replicate his voice. It is. He just has person. this kind of like deep. I don't know. I, every time I try and do he it, has I very just, nasally voice. I, I, I kind of like go like, he man. He's not. Yeah, he's not the penguin. <laughs> or he's not Skeletor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. This person really doesn't like the movie. On the uh, they they akin it to Battlefield Earth. Oh, that's it's it's it is not nearly as bad. I don't think I saw Battlefield. You don't. You should not. We should. I, we should watch it. No, <laughs> that, that movie that that is no one's like. No one grew up with that movie. No one is like remembers that movie fondly. Everyone who's worked on that movie has like disavowed it. Uh, it just about killed the the writer's career forever. Like he had to write under a pseudonym for years afterwards. Yeah, it's guy. So guy on IMDb, you are wrong. It's not that bad. <laughs> saw this movie back in 1994 and saw it again just recently. Hated it then, hated it more now. What's an awful, what an awful, ugly movie. The acting is uninspired, cliched dialogue, cliched characters, weak villain, etc. The pacing is lousy, the movie is largely boring, and what action is nothing we haven't seen before. There's really no sense of adventure or awe. The movie is structured awkwardly, even right down to the formulistic ending with the ticking bomb. A 7-0 rating on IMDb is inconsolable. Uh, I agree with most of that, but it's still not that bad. Yeah, it's it's uh, maybe a 7 is a little a hair high. I yeah, I don't, I don't know about ratings. It's just it's 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 everything you think it's gonna be. It's an early '90s like it's it definitely is like when they made Independence Day, they clearly learned because Independence Day is actually like fun and like Will Smith is charismatic and Jeff Goldblum is fun to watch, and this movie is just like I don't give a shit about James Spader and I'm just like sad for Kurt Russell because he's like doesn't get to do anything fun in this movie. What's great is that this comment is one of those examples of people just feeding into trolls because this was actually published on August 29th, 2015, and this thread is still going. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I heard this, and just a bunch of people like, it's not that bad, shut up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Man, did you think there's people just saying shit on the internet? I know. It's almost like we have a president that's going to be doing that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Was Raw based on Michael Jackson? Sure, let's read this one. Well, <laughs> here it is. Was Raw based on Michael Jackson? He looks like him, in surrounded by little boys and wealthy. <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, As I said, they, they were totally going for, like, he's, like, weird and, like, and super fey and, like, clearly, and, like, he's gonna get defeated by like macho man kurt russell that was that was one interesting point someone said is just like that the end of the movie it's like yay we blew up the spaceship it's like there were a lot of kids on there yeah well the, 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 bad the, kids the, 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 evil kids well doesn't doesn't rock come back like he's not actually dead yeah he spoiler comes, alert he comes back um multiple times i believe 
Oh, you know what was on there that was probably okay? They had a kitty. Oh. They did? Yeah, there was a cat. Remember the oh, little boy? Yeah. And he's holding a cat. In the arms <laughs> of oh. the no. angels. No. No. Actually, no. The funny thing, though, is I think that was the correct cat to have because it looked like an Abyssinian. And they believe Abyssinians do come from the line of cats that the Egyptians would have had. Sure, sure. Well, as I said, this movie, like, they, so people did, like, a lot of work to make this movie look good. It's just, oh, yeah. Sadly, the script is, like, a pile of garbage. Like, the, the place that they did the filming for, like, uh, the temple and everything, like, they had the, the Arizona areas where they did the outside scenes. But in LA, they actually took the hangar that the Spruce Goose used to yes. be in and actually, like, built an entire compound in there. Yeah, the, star- wow. the thing is enormous. The Stargate set. Uh, is built inside of a giant geodesic dome, which is built. Yeah, it's like he's saying to host the Spruce So that's that's like a that this whole Stargate sequence that you see it is like that's a gigantic soundstage. Wow! And everything the Stargate is actually moving and is this giant mechanical contraption. So that's pretty cool. I said, yeah, the movie looks great. I, w- I would look at this movie. I wouldn't want to like watch it, but I would look at it again. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any there more other... cranks on the internet we can like defer to. No, I'm trying to see. There's a lot of like questions of like, well, why didn't the people from you know that planet just go home? It's like they buried the Stargate at the other end. It's like, why didn't they just? Are do they only go one way? Oh. No, they oh, buried the Stargate. Yeah, a thing. lot of people miss that part. For that's some another reason. thing that that's like this is this is again because we, we are the goddamn nerds in this podcast. That bugged me because they're like, oh, it uses like a you reference like a constellation from your coordinates, like guys like the stars in a constellation are like nowhere near each other like yeah they're not like the constellation of orion the stars aren't like all nice and lined up they're like way far apart yeah no the constellations they use weren't even constellations from earth it was constellations from another part of the galaxy well, well, that's, the whole time the whole idea is the stargate's coordinate system to like because it's like a giant rotary dial phone basically yeah and it's like it's like refers to constellations and like no matter where you are like a constellation is like not a point that you can reference because it's like a giant swath of space right so i it did that like also couldn't it, does something bad happen if you just keep like plugging in stuff into the stargate um, like, no. oh, we need to find this one site. Like, oh, it's no. on there. No, it's it's not. It nothing bad happens. What happens is it just won't engage when you so dial the, the last. So sign. why bring in David? Why bring in Spader at all? Why not just sit there and just like guys? There's just, like fifteen of yeah, them. Br- like click, click, click. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That part didn't make sense. It's because like you could have. David Spader. I mean, I guess. I mean, because they knew there was one more. Or James Spader. I keep saying David for some reason. <laughs> Well, because probably his name's Daniel, so maybe Eh. it's confusing. But yeah, no, that part didn't make sense because they even knew they only needed one more. And they could have just gone around and done it. But I guess it would be annoying because it does move kind of slow. It just goes. It would take like a day. These guys work for the military. Just like, just fucking like fiddle with the Stargate. I just like to imagine that they did it two times before, and each time like they moved and like, well, let's try this one. They did. They clicked clicked down the chevron and just like a uh, 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 what is it? The lightning uh, bolt like. No, the uh, the family feud just X showed up. Shoots lasers at you like the inner roster. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, sorry. Well, I mean, in in the end, it's, I, it's I like guess... an iPhone. If you do it five times incorrectly, it like locks up. <laughs> it's locked up. You have to contact like Stargate support. <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> Are you a gold? Yes. I mean, I guess the only downside is if you get if you pick one and it works, 
it'll take you someplace really random and not the place you are trying to go. I mean, that oh. makes sense later on in the series when they have specific places they want to go. Yes, yeah. But for a first time wherein they are just they are just trying to get it to work, it doesn't yeah, make they sense. They just send like they... a bomb disposal robot through like, yeah, it's fine, like no, it's not. Like you guys just, they just like walk through without like spacesuits or anything. Like you don't fucking know what's on well, the no, other no, side. Well, no, no, no. They send they send in like those robots, and the yeah. robots supposedly have all the equipment to let them know if there's oxygen in the air, if it's survivable, if they'll need a suits. Because there are sometimes they go to planets where they do need to wear suits. Um, it, later on, they have cameras on them, but I don't understand how that works through the wormhole, but I, yeah. I like, I like when they engage the Scar Stargate for the first time. It like flushes like a toilet bowl, but like forward. Yeah. It's like fire up the toilet gate. No, that's like a really cool effect, though. Yeah. Like so, I always, they use that a lot in like the series. So where... the the effect, the front side, the front like the one that comes towards the uh, towards the observation deck. That was them throw do putting a like hose of compressed air yes. like an inch above water, and then just like yeah, it's like blowing air bubbles it. Oh, into okay. water. Okay, yeah, and, that's what it looks like. It looks like a very fluid watery movement. Oh, that, and, and the back side was them just you know spinning a bunch of water really fast in a in a turbine that also mm -hmm. bugged me because they were like they, they mentioned like, one of the screens is like molecular deconstruction or something and like isn't it like a portal and when they, when they go through it like you go through the stargate and then like you wait a second and then it like and it like transport it like beam it like transports you like star trek or something isn't it like a wormhole shouldn't you just like, yeah it's step? a worm yeah it's supposed to be just a wormhole but like it like he, he just has that you. like moment of just like I'm gonna open my eyes. Yeah, like what, what is that? That's not that's not. Oh, that was just a weird thing. Like they they actually talked about that scene too, where they were just like, we had James, and we were like, James, we need you just put your head down in this water. We're gonna wave this wave the air bubbles away, and you just act and just move your head out of the water slowly, and you know that will be that'll be the effect. And you know it's just like they're just like, and James was able to do it just so easily on his first drive. It's like he's an actor. Yeah. This is what he does. He's not Aquaman. <laughs> but yeah, no, this that, is my that, home. That I breathe like, here. I step. You go through a portal, and then like you're in like a waiting room, and then it like beams you across space to well, a I, place that looks exactly like where you just came from. I mean, I don't remember because it's been a while since I watched through the series, but I'm not sure if they do the de de molecular whatever thing. I can't Science word, decaramelization. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they do that because they make a show of like when a when a person when a person first goes through the wormhole and they're not used to it. When they come out the other end, they're just like, "Oh my god!" I, I, they they'll fall or sometimes they vomit. Crap their so, pants. Like, like, disorientating. How about how much you want to like? I know by like people already in this episode are just like you guys don't get it. Like in this show, blah 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 blah. blah uh, uh, like that's like someone's already like has all the answers and is screaming at oh, us. Oh, we've already got a six paragraph email on oh, the yeah. way, which you can send over to uh, to podcast at satfriendsclub.com. Yes. Send us your like just scathing. Rants. Send us well, your diatribes. Okay, but let's be fair. Or love. We. Technically, even though I bring up the show a lot, this is this episode is about the movie, the movie itself. Yes. We will eventually do one on the actual oh, yeah. series, I, which is going to be hard to do considering how long it ran. But we will be attempting. Well, it. We're, we're we're definitely doing Star Trek, and I think I was thinking about this because uh, it's something we discussed with our with our missing fourth uh, guest here. 
But uh, I think we should stipulate that one of the episodes that we watch has to be what you think is the worst episode of the show. I think that's an interesting So caveat. we're going to be watching Atlantis? Uh, like, Stargate Atlantis? Well, e- episode. Oh, okay. Because, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we try to, like, uh, here when we do TV shows, we try How? to watch, like, okay, four episodes. Okay, but then I have to figure out what's, like, the worst episode, which well. means I would personally have to watch through everything again to figure out what oh, the worst God. episode Sabrina, would be. Sabrina, I have, I have a magical device called the internet that will tell yeah, what's the worst for us. Because, like, I've, I've watched Star Trek, and, like, I, I my pitch is going to be Next Generation, and, like, of course, I've seen this this series back to front, but like I know what the worst episode of that show is. I mean, Boy. I've seen I've seen Stargate Stargate back to front. I except the final, the final season. I believe I did not watch because I don't know. I'm really bad about watching the final seasons of anything. She hates knowing that they end. I do because I love Stargate so much, and like this was the first time I was actually watching like the later seasons. Because I missed the later seasons um, while they were airing, so it was something I was watching after the fact. Right. Um, so even though I was watching through everything to watch the final season, when I was getting close to it, I just stopped watching it because I got scared. Because I was like, I don't <laughs> want it to end. I love. I'm Teal. scared for Richard D. Anderson. I love. I. How is he going to MacGyver his way out of this one? <laughs> no, it's just because I like the characters like in the show, and it's like always sad to like see the end of something. So I and sometimes like bad stuff happens at the when something's about to end like get in, get it's like it. how I didn't read the last book or two of Animorphs because they said that a couple people were gonna die oh, yeah. and I was like no that's when things that's when things go apeshit I know so it's like I don't want to see people die I've been with this well, series for so it. long you don't have to see it you just read it. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, it's the same thing. Like, Harry you're Potter watching, must like, have been so hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I don't want to talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> this is, there's well, a reason why I have not reread the series. Well, before before we wrap up Stargate, there is uh, one thing I want to mention, and it's the sequels to the movie. Oh, yes. I know. Sabrina's got this odd look in her eyes of just, like, sequels. There's a sequel to the movie that's not related to so the show. they were talking about making a sequel to Stargate. Right. Uh, according to Delvin, uh, the second film is intended to set 12 years after the original, with Jackson making a discovery that leads him back to Earth and uncovering a new Stargate. This would be supposedly a different mythology from the Egyptian one. Well, yeah, because that's... the background of the film. Yeah. Okay, but they... when when were they talking about doing that? Is that... The film trilogy would trilogy. not directly tie into SG-1. Okay, so but when did that? Different. When did they talk about doing that, though? How long ago was I that? I think that was, like, after the movie. Like, they planned on it being a series of movies, and but then the rights got sold... To someone else, and then that's what they made the show. Oh, okay. So, yeah, if that's what I think it is, then that's when they discover Atlantis, and then that's when they ended up making Stargate Atlantis. Right. So, at Comic Con t- uh, tw- 2006, 12 years after the original, uh, they stated that they were in discussions for it about bringing the final two parts to the screen. They then, you know, I think it was two years ago, went like, eh, yeah, everything fell through. Well, yeah, but 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 to be fair, in the series, they do find a second gate, and that's the one that leads to Atlantis, and that's how they really got bad Stargate series. Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, that one was okay. It's like when the start. I didn't like that one as much. I mean, but okay. Here's the weird thing that ends up happening, though. The characters that Spoiler end alert. up showing up in Atlantis oh are characters from Farscape. 
Like wait, the two, really? yeah, yeah, the two main characters from Farscape end up being in Stargate Atlantis. Like the main the characters. Universe? Well, wait, not was it Stargate Atlantis or just regular Stargate that they showed? Well, up? remember, there's the Stargate, uh, the the other one that was Stargate Galactica. No, 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 Stargate wait, Universe. That's Stargate different. Universe. That's I know. Different. I know. You're there's just saying we're not, things no, that are no, like, not. We're not going to be talking about that one because that one's different. Okay, oh, at least. All right. I'm sorry okay. I've offended you. No, we're not talking about I'm that. I'm sorry, one. ma'am. We're not talking about it. It was either. Not. Okay, I'm sorry. I am having to remember because I can't. <laughs> having a moment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, so the main the main guy from Farscape shows up in Stargate, and he's actually you know, Oni- like O'Neill's like teaching him or whatever or whatever. I don't remember exactly because that was a while ago that I was watching that one. And then later the main chick from Farscape shows up so they're both in the goddamn series. I believe it it was either Stargate or Stargate Atlantis that they showed up. No, 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 no. Okay, it was regular Stargate. Okay. It was because it was the last couple seasons. That's the one I didn't watch. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Farscape. I've been told. Okay, yeah. So it's right. It's the. It's it's the Stargate SG one that they show up okay. in the last season or two. They show up. So that's the one I never got to watch because I remember just catching an episode or two when they were airing originally and going, "What the fuck are the people from Farscape doing in Stargate?" Two of the main characters end up being main characters in Stargate. So that screwed me up so bad when I saw that. When it was first just the guy, I was like, okay, I can handle that. But then the chick shows up. I'm like, okay, did Farscape get canceled? Because now all of a sudden they're in my other sci-fi show. All of a sudden the ship shows up. Doctor Who's is there. It, no, it just like I'm like I know a lot of these sci-fi movies like shows. The, a lot of these people they work together constantly because most of the sci-fi stuff gets filmed in Vancouver, so they recycle like like um, Lou Diamond Phillips ended up being in a lot of sci-fi movies for some reason. Right. Um, which I was like I didn't even know Lou Diamond Phillips was. I don't know if he's actually Canadian or what, but he ended up being in a lot of sci-fi movies. So when you watch a lot of sci-fi series, you start to see people getting recycled through. Oh, yeah. yeah. Constantly. But the fact that two main characters from Farscape came into Stargate SG-1, just friggin', I was just like, I can't watch this. Same universe. I can't Uh, watch this. No, but they're different characters. Oh, the, wait, they're different characters? Yeah, oh, they're, they're, okay. it was during that time that sci-fi was just like, the hey, we have friends. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, well, this series is ending, but we like you guys, so come over here, we'll make a new series. Yeah, and like, like when a- it was just one of the characters, it was fine, but when they brought in the other chick, I was like, oh my god, what are you guys doing? Hey, this we're is- on this show now. Because I was also, I would also catch episodes of Farscape, so it was always so weird when I saw them come up on SG-1. I was like, Argh. Okay, so explain to me Stargate Universe. Like, what, what okay. is that? So, Stargate Universe, if any of you watch, you know, Once Upon a Time, the guy that plays oh, Rebel Stiltskin yeah. is actually the main guy in Stargate Universe. Um, he was also in the full Monty, which is always kind <laughs> oh, of good. Hey, there you go. So that's always kind of like a fun, like little thing. Treat, little treat for you there. Yeah. Just so you know, that's actually a really good movie, but it's just weird to be like the full Monty. And then I see him in Stargate universe and then I see him play Rumpelstiltskin. So his character in once upon a time and his character in Stargate universe are kind of similar enough. Does he show his butt in, Star- in Stargate universe too? No, he doesn't. Shame. So zero out of ten, not interested. So in the beginning, uh, Colonel O'Neill does show up in Stargate Universe because this is a new program that they started. Um, I believe in Stargate SG One, they've talked. To, 
I don't know if they talked about it or not, but apparently there's this ship that um the um oh I don't right. think it was the as like this was a while ago. Okay, I'm sorry. Just, well, just give like the two sentence description. Give us the elevator pitch. Yeah. Okay, so there's a ship. basic basically there's a ship somewhere going around through the galaxy, and they know that it's coming close to Earth. Uh, like close enough that they could use a stargate to enter it so they need someone to help them figure out the you know the proper like sequence to get onto that ship when it gets close enough for them to use a stargate because it's still pretty far away but this is the closest it's going to come to earth so what they do is they actually find this kid by because he was playing this video game and he was able to figure out the code playing the video game. Last Starfighter, much? So they recruited what? him because he was the only one to beat the game. He figures out the code. They all manage to get on the ship, and then when they're on their ship, they're supposed to figure out a way to control it and to use it to like help in the fight against the. I don't know if it was the Goa'uld. This is a long elevator pitch. Yeah. It's hard to explain because well, I, I haven't seen it in a while. That's fine. I thought it was really good. It's definitely, it's very different. If you're used to Stargate, it's very different. It has a different mood. It's a much more serious. It's it's a lot like Battlestar Galactica. And it was right around that time of Galactica, uh, so everything took the Dela- Galactica no, it tinge. Yeah. It was after Battlestar Galactica. Well, right, because everything on Sci-Fi took the Galactica yeah, tinge. Every, everyone got a, got a had to get like a piece of that. Okay, that show what? Was super big. Whatever. It was definitely after it because it was. So yeah, it's different. It's not what people would expect when they see Stargate. It's definitely more serious. It definitely a lot of bad shit happens in that series. <laughs> Um, Back of the box quote: A lot of bad shit happens, yeah. and well, there, there's a lot of shit. drama for these people, and it, it has some funny moments, but it's not like SG One, you know, where you know Colonel O'Neill's making quips while they're being attacked, and there is definitely a different um, kind of. Uh, I mean, it's like them versus each other a lot. And then there's also like these weird replicators, I think, that they have to deal with. And I think there's a different type of alien they have to deal with as well. And French Stewart is in this, I'm, I'm hoping. No. No. He's not one of the people. Actually, I think Lou Diamond. Is Lou Diamond Phillips the I'm one the that's in this of the one? Universe. <laughs> you, know, you know how I like to say like Lou Diamond Phillips is in a lot of sci fi stuff? I think he's actually, if I remember correctly. He is... Furious searching is being done at this moment. No, I'm just trying to make sure my memory is right, because sometimes I don't remember things correctly, because my memory sucks, but I'm pretty sure that's Lou Diamond Phillips. Well, any any last remarks while while we're fact-checking uh, the movie itself? <laughs> Live fact-checking the episode. Uh, oh, no. Ming-Na was in this? God, that tells you how long ago I watched this. No, I, I, think, I think I've said enough. Yep. I think we're good as long as fact checking. I mean, fact checking yep, will ruin. Yep, 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 yep. He's in this one. Ruin this podcast. Yeah. So you know how I say Lou Diamond Phillips shows up in a lot constantly. of sci-fi stuff. That was yeah. He was in Stargate Universe. I actually liked Stargate Universe though. I just couldn't think of it in the same vein as uh as the other Stargate. Stargate. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will knock us out for Stargate. The original, we will until we talk about the series. Until yeah. we, until Sabrina talks for three hours about the series <laughs> and how the Colonel and 
O'Neill or all of them are destined to be together and I don't know. The, the, Tealk the, is te- awesome. Tealk is awesome. Tealk is like the best character. Tealk is the so Tealk you, you is got a little something under. Yeah, yeah, Tealk is the is the missing part of the movie. Right. Well, and Samantha. Well, Samantha Samantha's the is She's the, wife? the no. no, she's the female. Well, that's what I was mean. Okay, so Samantha she's and the the she is not the princess. She's fucking kick ass. Yeah, Samantha and MacGyver, like their constant kind of well, we, thing, we but not the, thing. This is my only. It wasn't until later. Yeah, that time. wasn't until later. God, don't get into SG one until it's time. Daniel, Daniel is actually super awesome too in the series because there's a lot of character development, and he becomes better. Like he, they, they actually show character development through the series, so right. it's good. I like it, but there's also some really weird episodes. So, I mean, Dom DeLuise shows up in one of the episodes. <laughs> I fucking love that Dom DeLuise, and it's Dom DeLuise. You can't. It's <laughs> just so cute. I love it. It's like Dom DeLuise is so cute. Okay. Aww. All right. right. Well, I think that's gonna that's gonna hit us for Stargate. Uh, our next episode that you will hear very shortly is going to be Eric's particular love. What what are you subjecting us to next week? Oh, um, I will be subjecting you to the nineteen ninety one Vanilla Ice classic, Cool as Ice. As I said before, like arguably one of the best movies in the Vanilla Ice canon. This is what I'm talking about. When anytime Roger picks something, he picks something purposefully bad. Oh no no. Like believe me, you just you just no wait. no 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 no. I know, I know. I expect nothing less from me. you. I mean, you everything you pick is awful. I mean, the other chi- on purpose. You purposely pick stuff that's awful not because true. you're a sadist. No, not true at all. True. So the, the I mean, the options for Vanilla Ice would either be Cool as Ice or you could go with the ICP classic Big Money Rustlers. So <laughs> that was I mean that was up for a, that was up for an Academy Award I think. <laughs> I'd I mean, have to see, uh, but yeah, if you uh, if you can look, find find a uh, find whatever way you can. We will be talking about Vanilla Ice's Cool as Ice movie, yeah, the story of a traveling musician and his motley crew of friends, maybe <laughs> or something. Whatever we'll it is, get, we'll get into it. So yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening this week. Uh, you can find us. I am over at, uh, hey, I'm Josh Fenix. Also, there is a uh, at Sat Friends Club. Uh, where can they find you, Eric? Uh, I'm working on that. Okay. And Sabrina? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at McBirdieTurdy. And she does YouTube. She YouTube star uh, McBirdieTurdy. Yeah. Okay. Is there a Stargate game that you could play? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. You can just watch James Spader. It's probably just a like, really bad game. Well, we'll have to see. That's that's probably for our, our gaming friends. We can we can find that out. Uh, have a have a gaming show here. Uh, but yeah, as said, uh, if you want to send emails over across to us, you can do that uh, at podcast at satfriendsclub.com. Uh, leave us any notes, stuff that we missed out, uh, ways that we are painfully wrong or right, or if general love for the show works. But mostly wrong. Yeah. Uh, if you are listening to this, uh, assumably on iTunes or whatever service, please leave us a review and keep us up there uh, so more people can find us out and we can have more delicious discussions with individuals about the, the nerdy, nerdy stuff. Uh, and always, if you uh, if you want to f- follow us and message on social media, uh, tell us what you want. Uh, we have, as said, uh, we are going to be doing Cool as Ice, and the week after that, we are doing uh, Twin Peaks. Yes. So we have those lined up. 
Uh, and anything else from our crew? Are we set to go? All set right. To go. There's just grimaces all around. So let's, let's end get, this. Let's wrap up episode number one. Uh, that has been the club meeting for this week. Uh, we will see you next week for another episode of the Saturday Friends Club. Uh, sleep well, everyone. Bye. Good night. I have to go hit the button. Without shoving the microphone into your mouth? It's, the microphone is very close to my mouth. Your mouth is very big. I'm okay, sure it can handle let's it. Let's see. Where's the button? I'm still getting used to this. This is like an oversight in your design. I'm just not used to it. Now, hold on. Here's the button.